Ooh, what's up, Internet? We don't know who the president's going to be, but we're doing a morning show. My name's David Webb. Hi, Marielle Edwards. We get nerdy nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. That is right. It is Wednesday, November 4th, 2020. And, uh, the world, the world is still spinning. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's been a ride. 2020. Yep. Fuck <clears throat> you. Um. <clears throat> All right. Well, <laughs> this video is getting demonetized on YouTube. I'm sorry. That's so funny. We, we are not monetized <laughs> on YouTube. We don't make money, guys. We don't make money. <laughs> oh my we God. do this because we're quarantined. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, true, yeah, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, we, we still don't really, we don't know who's won the election, and so nope. everyone's kind of waiting on bated breath, and um, I mean, yeah, I, I was so ill last night, I just like painted a, a mini for like five hours. That's not a normal reaction to being sick. I love that you said, you, you just said that as if you're like, I did the most normal thing in the world, I got sick, and so I painted and I think most people would be like, I got sick, so I laid down and watched Netflix. Yeah, no, I, like, the debate stuff was on, or not the debate stuff, the, the election stuff was on, and, and I was just sitting here, like. Yeah. <laughs> um. <clears throat> uh, Minnie is, like, um, uh, like, a little, like, miniature figure, like, for, like, Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. Um, just, like, a little figurine. For, for the people on the audio Clarus is holding up and a figurine that she did holding paint. Holding a little um, dragon thing, yeah. A little dragon <laughs> thing. Yes, I I might try my hand at painting minis, but I do not have uh, as the kids say steady hands. Um, mine shake like a lot, uh, and so I will probably not be good at it. It's honestly it's fun, and you can like like even if you don't have the most steady hand, you can like learn how to like um, work around that. Fake it till um, I make it. My mind went to mini mouse sculpture. No, 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 like, like for for um, tabletop games, um, just like little miniature figurines. It's it's really fun. I, I I have like a paint set and brushes, and it's like very detailed work, so it's kind of like relaxing for me. And you're thinking about doing that on stream, right? Doing a yeah. mini painting stream. Yeah, I might do like a just chatting and like paint minis. I'm not like like crazy talented at it, but it's like fun and it's like a chill thing to do. Um, and so, yeah, so I might, I might do that for a stream. Yeah. And, um, we, we were talking that the, the mini that gets painted on stream might be a little, uh, yeah, might it be a little raffle. Might be a little raffle might for be a little the community. Shimmy shake um, if you're watching the video. And if you're not, you're probably wondering why I'm talking like this. Mm. It's a good look, babe. I just want people to see what the Nerdy Nightly logo looks like in motion. We have merch. We have merch. Yeah. We're wearing our own merch on stream because we're those people. I mean, yeah, we just got it. We're very excited. All right. All right. I mean, no, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to live in this thing. It's so comfortable and it's about to be winter, which in Canada means even inside you need a sweater. Yep. 100%. But like, it looks nice. Like I, I want to get a sweater or like a long sleeve as well. Yeah. Um, just because yep. I'm always cold. So t-shirt ain't going to cut it for the winter. I feel like we're going to need like a separate drawer for all of the nerdy nightly merch stuff that we end up buying. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> There's a creator, I can't remember who it was, but uh, they it's a YouTuber, uh, but uh, 
this was a while ago, they made a video where they realized that they had been putting out so many like weird eclectic shirts mm -hmm. for so long that they would wear their own stuff and forget that it was like their merch. Their own. Because they just had so many different t-shirts in their house that belonged yeah. to like their company. Yeah. And I think that's freaking hilarious. That's amazing. Um, oh, that's right. This is my shirt I'm wearing. Um, I don't think we'll ever get to that point. I, I never say never. I got plants. Oh, all right. Yeah. David has plants. Yeah. I have an idea for a shirt that is um, just an invisible shirt. So we sell people it and they get a package in the mail, but there's nothing inside. But I'm we tell them that it's a shirt and then we make money. I'm very upset. That's how, that's how capitalism works, right? No. <laughs> no, it's not. Should we get into the news? Mm -hmm. Should we do the news? Y'all. Uh, we, we are trying to figure out how we want to do segments on this because we don't really order them. We, we don't, just, we just like are left to our own devices and it's a freaking wild west. We need a producer. We should not be left to our own devices, but, uh, we're going to stick with talking with the story, uh, down below first, the title story for those in the audio world. And, uh, then we're going to move on to everything else. And the title story today is that Stephen Amell. The uh, lovely, lovely Canadian actor, Stephen Amell, mm -hmm. is uh, open to the idea of coming back as Green Arrow. Something he said he would not do following the end of season eight of Arrow, a fantastic season of the show. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, here's the thing. It's, it's, if, if COVID hadn't have hit, I, I don't think that, you know, he would have, like, I don't think he would have wanted to I think he would want to leave the character as it was oh he, that's what he said before. Yeah. yeah yeah so the reason uh he gave uh in an interview was he said that in talking with Dave Berlanti the creator and uh showrunner uh and uh you know we call it the a lot of people call it the CWDC verse or stuff like that but yeah. I call it the Berlanti verse um he in a phone conversation with him apparently said hey uh, I can't go to the States and work because the border's closed. And you're having a hard if you're having a hard time getting actors up to Canada because, again, the border's closed, um, <laughs> I can't work. I would rather be working right now. Bring me back as the arrow. I'll do it because yeah. of COVID. So this is specifically in the world of the coronavirus. Um, he's open to returning as a character that he and I think the audience of the show felt um, had a really, really wonderful send-off at the end of season eight. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I, and, uh, like, I, this, 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 I don't know, this, this could be very good or very bad if he comes back, you know what I mean? Like, the, yeah. like, uh, I don't, you, you, you don't want them to ruin it, mm -hmm. but also, like, Stephen Amell is, is wonderful. And the, the, the one thing about bringing him back is that you can't match the send-off again. So yeah. his next exit from the Berlantiverse would not be it's as satisfying be. as his first. Yeah, it's going to be like subpar. Yeah, there's just no way sense. for them to do that, right? Yeah. So the, the the question here kind of is, is it worth the legacy of the character? And, you know, for Stephen Amell and his family and his, his um, you know, peace of mind about taking care of his kid... I can't, you know, that, that is a whole other equation yeah. that is more important to him realistically than yeah. the legacy of his portrayal of the Green Arrow. Yeah. Um, I also think that, you know, we have this Green Arrow and the Canary show coming up. For those of you who don't know, it's a spinoff of Arrow, uh, in which Oliver Queen's daughter has taken over the mantle of the Green Arrow and the many Canaries of the Arrowverse, uh, are 
teaming up with her to fight crime the way that Arrow taught them to and the way that they taught Arrow to in some cases. So I think that, you know, Arrow has traditionally been a show that has been built on this structure of flashbacks. Yeah. Um, and, you know, over the course of the first five seasons, we got five years of flashbacks. Mm -hmm. And we saw a lot of Arrow's life in that way. Mm -hmm. I think that if they wanted to come up with a, you know, sensible way to bring Arrow back into the Berlantiverse that was character-driven and that suited the character, I think that showing... Uh, I believe his daughter's name is Mia Queen. Um, sure. Or Mia Smoke. I can't remember. Uh, Smoke? Felicity Smoke uh, is his wife. Oh, but, oh okay. Uh, that uh, having him come back as a flashback character to Mia's training with Oliver yeah. would be an interesting way to handle that character. Yeah, because he wouldn't need like a good, like a, a, an end in that sense. Right, because it wouldn't, it wouldn't change anything about the end of Oliver for Queen's arc. Yeah, yeah, It exactly. would just, um, it would just add to the backstory, mm -hmm. which is already complicated. And like, there might not really be room within that story for it to canonically make sense. But, you know, with, with, uh, without getting too spoilery about what happened to the Arrow, there are some DC Universe shenanigans that could be pulled to bring him back. Of course there are. There mm -hmm. always are. There's always a shenanigan to like have a character keep going. Well, and it's, it's comics, right? Like, no one's dead in comics except Uncle Ben and Gwen Stacy. And that's kind of the long-running, you know, saying. Like, and even yeah. Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy's now one of the most popular ongoing comic book characters with... Um, it's an alternate universe Gwen Stacy, obviously. Um, but with uh, Gwen... Spider-Gwen... Um, who is called Ghost Spider, um, which is a better name than Spider-Gwen, because why would you put your name in your superhero name? Yeah, but, that's, that's spells disaster. Um, you know, with uh, Ghost Spider and uh, coming back now, the, the rule of Gwen Stacy being dead forever is broken. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, the, the main universe one is still gone, and I, I'm assuming they won't bring her back until some sort of weird reboot in the future. <laughs> But it's comics, and everyone comes back. Nobody's ever really dead. You know, Superman was dead for a year. Yeah. Um, oh, since we says, and Bruce Wayne's parents. Except in Flashpoint, when Bruce Wayne's parents were Batman and the Joker. Uh, if you haven't read Flashpoint, it's great. What? Yeah, in, in the Flashpoint, uh, this is not really a spoiler. So I'll, get, I'll just say the setup, right? Uh, Flashpoint is a comic book in which Barry Allen, the Flash, goes back in time to save his mother from the reverse Flash. Because mm. uh, initially, yeah, so anyway, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to explain all of Bruce, uh, all of the Flash's history right now. But um, in doing so, he creates an alternate present that is a nightmare. And in the alternate present, um, Bruce Wayne, it, it, uh, Bruce Wayne's parents don't die outside the theater. Bruce does. And so Thomas Wayne, his father, is the Batman in that world, and his mother goes crazy and becomes the Joker. And it's one Holy of the coolest... Cow. Uh Yeah, the, the Martha Wayne Joker costume is one of the coolest, like, alternate universe... Um, I want that costume. Uh, Joker costumes. It's it's actually... It's dope. It's really, 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 really cool. Um, and uh, Thomas Wayne's Batman is really cool. People are... Ho uh, because we're getting a Flashpoint movie, people were yeah. hoping that we would see Jeffrey Dean Morgan be Batman in that because he played Thomas Wayne in Batman v Superman. Yeah. Or in, yeah, in Batman v Superman. Um, 
Uh, is this one right? Sorry, I'm, I'm literally, I want to know what this costume looks like. I think it's that one. Um, it's very dark, but cool. Yeah, right. it's a very cool, it, Flashpoint's great. And that Flashpoint that. movie, uh, is, I mean, we're getting Michael Keaton back, so. But like, <laughs> but like, that's a point. Like, Stephen Mel's coming back, Michael mm -hmm. Keaton's coming back. Who, who isn't DC bringing back right now? Really? Yeah. yeah. Really? It's, everyone's like, everyone's like, oh, the world sucks right now. Let's try and give people things that they, we know they like. <laughs> yeah, I think it's partially that. And I think it's also these studios are like, hey, we cast really good actors. Because Marvel's doing it too with Spider-Man, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I think that they're like, hey, we cast really good actors in these parts. Why are we replacing them with new people? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's use those great actors. Let's just, let's just hire Tobey Maguire. Yeah. He's great. Um, you know, we, we had, there's rumors going around that Evan Peters is going to be playing, this is, this is totally a rumor. So this right. is, I think this was a rumor based on a Funko Pop. So please take this with all of the, um. Grains of salt. <laughs> um, but a Funko Pop leaked about Quicksilver being in the WandaVision series. Um, and now in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Quicksilver is played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, um from Kick-Ass, and he's a great actor, and he was an interesting Quicksilver. It was an interesting take on the character. Um, and it looks like he might appear in WandaVision, but it also looks like Evan Peters... Evan Peters? Yes. Uh, might also appear as Quicksilver in WandaVision after appearing in the X-Men movies as Quicksilver, which is <laughs> insane. It's like... Because, you know, we kind of just assumed that Deadpool was going to move over from in the Fox deal, and that was it. Like, we would keep doing the Deadpool movies because you can't stop. They're making so much money. It would yeah. be dumb. But that the rest of the X-Men movies would kind of get... And we would get new X-Men. Yeah. That Marvel would cast their own X-Men, and they would do their own thing with it, because the Fox X-Men universe is a little tough to deal with. Mm -hmm. Just, Just... Not even quality-wise. Yeah. You can have an argument about quality. It's just a mess. It's just the canon of the the world is so broken. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work anymore. They... Mm -hmm. So, obviously this makes sense, right? Because WandaVision... Um, uh, Wanda Maximoff's... The, the Scarlet Witch, her power is that she can essentially uh, alter reality. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, she can probably... Uh, touch other dimensions yeah and so it is possible that she just brings in a quicksilver from an alternate universe right and that we set up that the x-men the fox x-men universe exists parallel to the mcu yeah um especially if we're going to have the the toby Maguire spider-man universe the andrew garfield spider-man universe connected to the mcu yeah. like it, it makes sense to do this it would just be insane to suddenly have a fox mutant character show up in WandaVision. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I... Well, okay, so, like, what would be... I don't know. Why would they do that, though? Because it would be really cool. Okay. <gasps> oh, no! What? We were on the wrong mic that whole time. God damn it. The sound quality just got considerably better, I'm sure. So sorry about that. 15 minutes into the show. Oops. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. made that mistake before. Yeah, I'll, I'll record a little thing to put at the top of the show to. Like, hey, sorry, we used the wrong mic for like 20 minutes. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, it's fine. 
Yeah. <laughs> this is the this is the nerdiest I think we've gotten on the morning show. <laughs> Where I'm like, so the strings of the alternate realities connected. I feel like the um there there's a a meme from It's Always Sunny. Uh, and it's oh, Charlie yeah. connecting the red string across, like, the most insane... Yeah, I have seen that meme. Um, but, you know, being a fan of these properties is starting to feel like that a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so Tobey Maguire was in these three Spider-Man movies, and he's going to appear in Spider-Man 3 with a character, pl- uh, an actor who played Venom in Venom, but not the Venom from Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 3. He's also going to be with the, uh, the character who played Electro... In Amazing Spider-Man 2 and the Spider-Man from Amazing Spider-Man 2, but it's going to be a different Electro played by the same actor. Oh my god. Like, why? Why am I... Like, it's so complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, the people who haven't read comics are just kind of like, well, either... Like, we literally just have to, like, accept that somehow it works. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, somehow it works, and it's like, okay, well, sure... Like, I, like they, they, they can pretty much do anything at this point, and I just kind of have to be like, uh, uh, all right. Because, like, it's so all over the freaking place. I don't mm-hmm. even, I like, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's wild, right? Because, like, when you, re- when you really read, <laughs> when you read comics, it, it, you, you really have to be so forgiving. Yeah. Because, um... The comic, the comic world, the way that it's set up is that there's like, the Spider-Man line is ongoing and there is a Spider-Man story happening. There's also an Avengers storyline happening. Yeah. And they come out every month at the same time and Spider-Man's in both of them, but it doesn't, he can't really be in, like Spider-Man might appear in six titles in a month doing six insane, the world ending things. Yeah. And so as a comic book reader, I think that over time you just get conditioned to the idea of uh, all of this insanity, mm-hmm. and your brain just kind of goes, yeah, okay, I just buy into it. Yeah. Yeah, like, literally, like, suspension of disbelief for, like, you know, for your normal movie is definitely at a certain point, and for <laughs> freaking comic books, it's, like, taking a mile, you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 I mean, like, there's a significant chunk of, um, there's a run of Spider-Man comics called Spectacular Spider-Man, where... <laughs> Like, when you read it, it, it makes... It, it works. And you're like, oh, this is really interesting. Like, this is a cool idea. Um, But when I explain it right now, it's going to sound like the most insane theory... Or the most insane thing ever. But Doc Ock is dying. And so he tricks Peter Parker to... Essentially, he switches bodies with a Peter. A slight chance of some participants... Participation? Participation. <laughs> Thank you for the follow. Thank you for the follow, 88 Welcome, welcome. Rage. So he switches bodies with Peter Parker, and his brain is in Peter Parker's body. And Peter Parker's body is in his, like, comatose... Or his, Peter Parker's brain is in his comatose body. And so for, like, months, Doc Ock is Spider-Man. And he's swinging around as Peter Parker, and he's just living his life... Yeah... And so there's like months of comics that came out where Peter Parker looked like Peter Parker, but was a supervillain trying to be a hero sometimes. It was insane. And it was great. It was really good. But it, <laughs> but when you really, when you really like think about it, you're like, what, what is happening? That's insanity. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Comic books. 
is great. <laughs> yeah, it's really awesome. Oh, how did we get there? Oh, Green Arrow. Green Arrow. That is it. Yeah, Stephen Amell might come back. I would, I would watch it because I will watch those shows anyway. That's fair. Yeah. I feel like I would have to finish Arrow first. Um, I have a feeling you won't. I have a feeling that if they were to do this, it would be in a way that is not tied to the end of Arrow. Because yeah. I feel like there's so the, the, the end of Arrow was just such a big thing. Yeah. That to tie it to that would minimize, would put too much pressure on it and also kind of affect that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a... No, no, that's fair. It goes both ways in that scenario in a way that I don't think that they would want to uh, harp on. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Well, we'll have to see if if this actually goes anywhere. Mm -hmm. all, all we know is that he said he would come back. Yeah, that he wants to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he wants to make money. Don't we all? Don't hey, we Berlanti, all? I'll play the arrow for, for yeah. money. Yeah, um, cast me. I'll please. play anything. Give me a job. Yeah, please. I have acting. Credits. Hire me. Here's um, my headshot and resume. <laughs> it's so funny that that is within reach. I was like, oh, that's great. Um, so second story. Mm -hmm. Pokemon Go. Y'all. Guys. Y'all. Y'all. Pokemon Go is having its best year yet. Yeah. How? I'm sorry, but how? Pokemon Go is a game that came out like four years ago? Yeah. And it's already made a billion dollars in 2020. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. A billion. Sorry. It's, it's. <laughs> we both uh, read this headline and we were both like, wait, What? It's, well, and, and that's what we talk about, Matt, is that, yeah, what other game can you play, like, socially distant while trying to, like, walk around and, like, not interact with other people? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. everyone's trying to keep their distance, and when you're cooped up in your house all day, sometimes just going for a walk is nice, and having something to do on that walk, it totally makes sense. It's just, like, a billion dollars. Like, I have a hard time conceptualizing... How much money, like, $5 million would be? Like, if I had $5 million, mm -hmm. I'm like, uh, it, it's a hard, it's a hard idea for me to conceptualize. I can't even... I can't imagine having $20,000. Yeah. Like, realistically, I'd be like, oh, great. Like, I can pay off some of my debt. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like $1 billion is so egregiously high. And, nah. you know, we still have two months left of the year. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. Although I imagine Pokemon Go slows down in the winter. Um, well, maybe not in, like, California, though. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah. in certain places, for sure. Um, but, like, uh, could pay off all my debt. Wow, Dagon, we are very D jealous. Dagon, I wish I could pay off all my debt for 20000 that, And now that we're married, like, oof. But um, it is interesting, right? Because... I haven't played Pokemon Go since the beginning. Yeah, I played. I loved Pokemon Go for the first like year that it came out. I deleted and then it. Was it. Like, yeah, I deleted it because I couldn't handle my battery dying all the time. Yeah, I would always have a portable charger. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not about. I, I I most days don't have any kind of bag with me, right? I just have like my phone, my wallet, and my keys mm -hmm. in my pockets. So for me, like carrying an, a, I'm not going to carry an additional device. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in my pockets. Um, but I really enjoyed it when I was playing it. Granted, I've, I've been told the game is completely different now. Yeah, apparently they've changed a There's ton like of Team stuff. Rocket or something. I, yeah. Uh, here's the thing. We don't really know because we haven't played. Like, I, for me, it was, 
you know, it came out and I played through the summer and then mm-hmm. when it got cold and winter hit, I just was like, Man, I'm not like, I'm not doing that. <clears throat> but that's the thing is I didn't, um, Clint, I also like didn't spend my, my money on it. And yeah. there were like, when the game first came out, it, there were fun things about it, but there were also some big issues with it. Mm-hmm. Like Pokemon Go has had a rocky journey. <laughs> not financially though and not that's the same thing right like they uh, from every from you know people like uh, your brother plays a lot of Pokemon Go yeah and... my brother flew like went to Chicago I think it was I don't know L- like for this like Pokemon Go fest this like giant festival for Pokemon Go and I was like what um yeah I think I think it's interesting right because I think that the game is it's one of those games that's apparently only gotten better since launch they're constantly putting out more content. They're putting out new Pokemon constantly. Like they're doing the right things to grow yeah. the company and to grow the game, and, and they're keeping it interesting for people. And it's for really paying off. Yeah, um, <laughs> Muddles says, but still a mobile game making a billion in one year. That's wild. Muddles, I th- there are a number of games that do that handily. Yeah, Clash it- of Clans, Clash of Clans, mm-hmm. great Candy Crush. Um, there, there are a number of mobile games that are crushing it financially. Yeah, and, uh, like, it's one of those things where you, like, in my in my mind, I think of, like, a big video game that's going to make a lot of money is, like, a AAA list on, like, the PlayStation or, like, PC or something like that. Mobile games just seem small to, to, in my head to me, and mm-hmm. so I don't think of them as actually making a lot of money in that sense, but they do. They make... A crap ton of money, and I like. Well, because they're addicting. They're, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't want to be dismissive like that, but the truth is, like, mobile games have a. Uh, there are a lot of mobile games that have an element of addiction to them. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's like for Candy Crush, it's those like bright, colorful, yeah. uh, the the bright colors, and um, you know, for for some games, it's the like, uh, real time aspect of it like it's if you know for for certain people it's different things but they really capitalize on that and they're able to pull in crazy dollars yeah yeah yeah. they're 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 it's it's the same it's same thing with color theory behind the iphone green and blue bubbles it's the same thing with all these things like there we know that there are certain visual signals that attract our brains yes and so our brains are more likely to lean into those yeah. And so these games are designed around them. There is a, you know, there's a completion. Um, there's an addiction to the completion of a task that yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. Um, look at with that water puzzle game that I play on my phone. Yeah, um, which I started playing as well. I am on like level 307 of it. You know yeah. what I mean? And I love it. I love the game and I have never spent any money on it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I might. I might buy the like whatever no ads version for like two bucks just because... The ads are really annoying. Well, it's actually not that. I am of the mind that, like, if I find a game and I put a lot of time into it, even if it's a mobile game, if I put a lot of time into it, the people... I'm clearly getting something out of it. Yeah. And the people who made it deserve something for my time. Totally. Um, And, you know, as a creator, as a, um, as a, a, a video game enthusiast, and as an artist and uh, actor, I, I do try and support the people who have make the entertainment that I love. Totally. And so I, I actually have spent a lot of money on mobile games. Um, yeah, when you try it and you like it and you think it deserves your dollars, <coughs> and, you know, <clears throat> um, it's one of those, <clears throat> like, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. And I think that, like, 
you know, for um, for creators, that's really important. Um, I also think, and here, here's some of the math for me, right? I am willing to spend $16 on a movie ticket. Mm -hmm. I am. I, I, in New York City, a movie ticket is $16. I frequently spent $16 on a movie ticket yeah. for a uh, hour and a half to two and a half hour experience, typically. Mm -hmm. If I play a game for 10 hours, I think that I can justifiably say that it is worth 99 cents yeah. or $2. You know what I mean? Like if you're really looking at the time that, uh, uh, the, the time of entertainment that you get from something. Totally. And I think that there are a lot of people who are like, oh God, like, you know, this thing is, no, I'm putting a lot of time into it, mm -hmm. but it isn't very high quality. And I'm like, it's not about, it's not about the quality. You know what I mean? Look at yeah. indie games versus triple A's. Like there are plenty of indie games that the experience and the way that it makes you feel is way more important than the graphic quality or totally. the voice acting or all of that stuff. Yeah. No. Take Phasmophobia, for example. Well, yeah. I mean, like, look, Phasmophobia has... <clears throat> I, I believe there... I, I think I saw they have 2 million downloads on an early access of a game that won't come out till next year. Yeah. Like, uh... It, it doesn't really work all the time. It's glitchy. The people move so weirdly, like... <laughs> and so slowly. But it's so fun. And, like, you know, I yeah. keep loving it. Um, Rebel Trooper says Among Us. Among Us is another good example. It's true. Uh, we actually have a... We have an update from Among Us coming, which we're yeah. very excited about. New map. Uh, and some new settings, including a, a mode that they're calling Invisible Mode that will make um, Hide and Seek easier. So... Uh, How so? Uh, it, it hides your tasks automatically so we don't have to sabotage the comms. Oh, nice. Okay. The annoying part where everyone keeps unsabotaging the comms by accident. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It, it, it fixes that problem for us. The other one was the update where you, um, you, it looks like there will be an option to, um, not see who people voted for. Everyone yeah. Everyone will be kind of grayed out. To um, add another sort of, um. Thank you, Shin. Barrier to, uh, the whole game. Um. Mm. Yeah, but, um, you know, like, these small indie games that, um, you know, may like, maybe have some bugs or some glitches or whatever, you know, like, the, the, the amount of time and care that this, like, Phasmophobia is made by one person. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I can't imagine how long it took to make a game by yourself. Like... Yeah. Um, but it also goes to like, you know, when I played that game locked up on stream mm -hmm. and I enjoyed it, it was a, it was, it was well made. The sound, the sound design was spooky and like it, it did its job in some ways. Yeah. But I felt, oh, thank you for subscribing, That's Nitro so Turtle. Nitro, thank you so much. You are so pale. When I, when I bought locked up to play on stream, cause, yeah. um, I was challenged to do it by our good friend, Pen Fred Nudo. Best restaurant on Twitch. Best restaurant manager on Twitch. Um, my only complaint about the game was that I felt like it wasn't long enough for how much I paid for it. Yes. Because I beat it in about two hours. I did all of the content in the game for about two hours. And I'm like, look, two hours of that game didn't feel like enough. Because it was 30 No, 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 no. It was like $13. 13 Oh, okay. So when it goes back to my movie analogy, it, that, that doesn't make sense. But when, when I really think about, um, like, how much I enjoyed the game and how it made me feel, yeah. it felt like I should... It just felt like it wasn't enough content for the price. Yeah, and, and like, that's that's totally fair. I, I'm trying to think. I, I haven't really had that experience with a, a, a game before, just mm -hmm. because um, most of the games... 
that I've played are like huge games. Yeah. Um, except for you know like Among Us and I played Phasmophobia, um, which was horrifying. Um, <laughs> but when you mostly play Skyrim. But yeah, when you yeah. <laughs> It's true. Or when you put 85 hours into Subnautica in the last month and a half. Wow. I feel so attacked right now. Clint M <laughs> says, I've been pretty hooked on The Last Tinker City of Colors. I'll have to check that out. I, yeah. I I've never heard that of that. Is. I don't Clint. know what that is. Um, morning. Uh, good morning, Arbitrary Feet. I, <laughs> I love the name Arbitrary Feet. I know. Because <laughs> it implies that you have non-arbitrary feet. <laughs> I love Which it. of your feet are arbitrary? <laughs> I met arbitrary on my stream yesterday. Oh, cool, cool, my cool. My modding stream, yeah. Um, um, yeah, so just, uh, it's fascinating to see Pokemon Go. That's where this conversation started. Mm -hmm. We we are in, we are incapable we cannot of staying stay on topic. Focused. Um, yeah, it's a problem. What happens when two people with attention deficit disorders do a Tries morning to show to, a together show. without a producer? <laughs> Truly, um, it's, it's something. Um, but mobile gaming, here's the thing. There are a lot of people in the gaming community who say that like, mobile gaming isn't real gaming. Yeah. And that's bullshit. Um, I'm just going to say it now. Mobile gaming is gaming. If yeah. you are getting an experience out of playing a game, then you're, you're gaming. And I don't care if it's a video game or a board game. Like, it, it just doesn't matter to D &D, me. Indeed, it doesn't matter. And, and the, to the people who like, to whom it's important that we have this distinction between who are gamers and who aren't, is such a weird world that I just, I'm never going to be able to support because I just... Yeah. We don't need more labels. One of the things about being, one of the things about the Nerdy Nightly, one of our fundamental like tenets of the Nerdy Nightly, um, and I think it says so down below, is that we want you to come here to love what you love the way that you love it. Yeah. And to us, being a nerd is just loving what you love in the way that you love it. And we want to support that. And whether you game on your phone or on a console or on a PC or you're like me and you game you on all of those things. Or you try to game on Mac and it doesn't work. Like, we, we still support you. <laughs> I love you. Oof, that one hit hard. I'm sorry, guys. I quit the play. <laughs> I quit the play. Um. Uh, I, I, and you know what? No, but but you, you make a good point. However, you guys game, it, it like it doesn't matter. We, you know, we're we're welcome and open to all of that. Mm -hmm. I'm not a huge mobile gamer. I've had You're into that water puzzle game though. I do like that water puzzle game for sure. But before that, I haven't had a mobile game on my phone that I've been like addicted to since Pokemon Go came out. Like, I honestly, I have not had hardly any mobile games. It just, I, I, I have tried not to. Um, I remember, like, I, I cleaned out my phone one time a bunch because I was like, you know what, while I'm sitting on the subway, I want to try to use that time to be productive. Um, and I would try to write and stuff like that on my phone instead of playing games. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, I, I like that water puzzle game, but I've never really, apart from that, found anything that I've gotten into the same way as, like, I used to. Like, mm -hmm. I used to play this, like, King of Thieves game, like I used to play Pokemon Go, stuff like that, and um, it's, yeah, for me now, my gaming experience is on my computer, and that's, like, you know, that's fine. Some people don't have a computer that can run a bunch of games, and, like, fucking enjoy your mobile, like, enjoy your mobile games. Oh, you're all about the F-bombs today. I am always, I, when, like, I know, are you surprised? I know, I know, I'm just saying morning show, babe, it's a morning show. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Some of these people, some of these people haven't had a cup of coffee yet, and you're screaming... Well, go get a cup of coffee then. 
Um, my dream, my, my, honestly, y'all, my dream right now is that Pokemon will get its head out of its butt and release red, blue, and yellow in their original form on mobile for $4.99 a piece. That would, I'd, do, yeah, I'd Nintendo. do that. Nintendo. Nintendo, please. Nintendo. Do you know how much money you would make like, if you just put it on the phone? It's so small. Yeah. It's so small. It would fit. It would fit right. It would fit right here on the screen, and it would cut. You cut the screen in half, all right. And the buttons are on the bottom half, and then the little screen with my Pokemon's is on the top half. And do you know how much money you would make? All the money. I would buy all three of them. You sell them separately. Yeah. Blue is five bucks. Red is five bucks. Yellow is five bucks. I would spend fifteen dollars. And then you could trade from phone. That would actually be really hard for you to set up. I understand that that would be a lot of R&D to make it so you could trade from phone to phone. So don't do that. Don't have trading. Just it's let fine. me catch Pokemon. Um, ow. Uh, that just hit me. In. <laughs> David is very passionate. I want red, blue, and yellow. And I want it so bad that I just dropped my phone on my bits. So... <laughs> I'm getting... So Nintendo, please listen to our plea. Uh, look, I remember when I was in high school and... Um, uh, like on them, like Motorola phone, you could get a Game Boy emulator and play Pokemon, and it was the coolest freaking thing. Like I, I don't. On the, like, wait, did you say on the Motorola phone? Yeah, it was a Motorola phone. I don't remember which which oh. one it was, it, but it was a smartphone. Um, and you could download this emulator. Um, yellow is love. Yellow is life. Um, and and, and the, I would like yeah. There there goes me back to mobile gaming. You know what I mean? As soon as you put Pokemon on there, I'm I'm in. Yeah. Honestly, Nintendo, you have so many Game Boy games. Don't, like, because they put out that Mario game that was fine. It was fine. I didn't play it. It was fine. I missed that it, one. It was like trying... It, it just... It, it, they put out Mario Kart for the phone. Right. And the controls didn't work. It was just... They should have just given us a joystick. I don't know why it was this weird, like, swipe thing. It didn't work. Just take your old Game Boy games and sell them on phones for like three dollars. Already have the game. They're, they're, the games are finished. Yeah. You would make so much money. Yeah. So and, much money. And like we wouldn't even be mad to spend that money. We would no. gladly. No. Like I have I have a savings account waiting for you to do it. I have a savings account solely set up so that when you finally put. Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow onto my phone. I can afford it. Put them out at like twenty bucks a piece. I'll spend it. I don't care. Do you know how much time I would spend on my phone? My wife would divorce me because I would be playing Pokemon on me phone. Like, uh, like, and like, look. I had a lot of childhood dreams. I had dreams of new Star Wars movies. They came true. I had dreams of like new Star Trek stuff. It came true. I had dreams of so many things, and they all came true except for Pokemon on my phone. Ever since I had the 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 dark blue Motorola razor that I was so cool at school for because nobody else had it because it was the limited edition one and they had like the regular yeah. color Motorola razor but I had the dark blue one and I was like limited edition babies. Ever since then, the one thing I've wanted is Pokemon on my phone, and it it kind of happened with Pokemon Go, but like Pokemon Go is the fuck yeah. it up. No, Pokemon Go's good. Wow, you were just... Not... You were mad at chat today. You're just yelling Sorry, F-bombs at them? Sorry. Holy no, I, crap. Pokemon Go at the beginning had some problems. It was not what we wanted. Yeah, the battle system didn't work. I don't... Yeah. I mean, maybe it does now. Maybe they fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> did we get to... We talked about, like, two news stories today. I know, we did. 
What's um? I haven't played, uh, but arbitrary feats is imagine if real Fire Emblem came to mobile. Have you played Fire Emblem? I have. Yeah, one of the older ones. You you could do it easily. That could be an easy port. And it'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, there's games like Fire Emblem on phones already. Mm. Um, so if you were to take one of the original Fire Emblems and put it on phone, I I actually think that would be a huge success as well. Yeah. Um, I know a lot that you know me and my brothers <laughs> would all play it. So. Thank you. bitterness. It was a long night. Okay. <laughs> it, it was definitely a long night. And I don't drink coffee. I've got my orange citrus tea. That I wish was caffeinated. <laughs> That you chose it. There are caffeinated teas. I know, teas in there. I know, but I wanted the orange one because it's really tasty. I'm sorry. What <laughs> She's is happening? <laughs> uh, yes, Rock Mage. I I have evolved beyond the understanding of filthy casuals. No more vanilla. Oh my god! You are just shouting today. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Usually, I'm like the quiet one in like the audio. And um, that's not going to be the case today. Uh, we're both loud. I just went on a 20-minute rant about wanting Pokemon on my uh, iPhone. So. And you know what? Honestly, I think chat is behind you. Yeah. Um, y'all, if you were excited for Witcher Season 2, the good news is it's still happening. Yes. However, uh, we got an interesting update from uh, Henry Cavill, the star of The Witcher, the man oh, with all the biceps. <laughs> Um, biceps so strong that the leather on his witcher costume could not keep up with his body and they had to replace the bits around uh, the where the elbow was because he would flex and the leather was stretching um of course. true story henry cavill please um let's go on a date you and me <laughs> sitting pretty in the dark light on our back um counting the stars ah uh, the lyric i never knew was right uh daddy Geralt, what a hot man he tweeted out that the shutdown, the lockdown in the UK mm-hmm. is uh, going to affect the Witcher production. And there was concerns okay. that, because the Batman had already announced that they were going to keep going despite the lockdown. Because uh, And we talked about that, I think, yesterday on the show or two days ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, Witcher is not going to be filming outdoors anymore and they're going to move into a studio. And that's how the, they're going to continue filming despite the lockdown. Um, Wouldn't that be more dangerous? Well, no, because they were so they were filming in northern UK, uh-huh. uh, and so they were in small towns and they were traveling to like get to the locations, and so now the entire team will be moving to one location in southern UK, uh, so that they are exposing fewer people and they are creating more of a bubble than they previously had, where they were like among communities. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, a good news for The Witcher season two is that they are going to keep filming. Uh, but it looks like, like everything else, COVID is causing these productions to have to figure out um, new ways to do what they were planning. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. Interesting. That that that's kind of like yeah, the, uh, not what I would have expected, but I'm sure that people smarter than I have thought long and hard about this. I think it's more. I, I think it's more about exposure, right? It's not so much about the inside outside thing. I think that it's really for them about. Um, how many people, people are we interacting with? Yeah. And it is far easier for them to keep the production from interacting with people outside of the production yes. if the production is one, in one spot. Yeah. Whereas if they're like, all right, we have to drive to this town and we're staying in these hotels tomorrow, we're going to film there for three days, and then we're going to drive to this town and stay in these hotels. Like, just you are exposing... First of all, you're exposed to the risk of people in different places having it and bringing it into the production. Totally. And then the second risk is that you are, as a production, bringing COVID with you to these communities. Um, and so yeah. I think that sequestering in a studio 
is is actually probably smarter. Yeah, that, um, that makes sense, actually. I know this is not the most important thing now, but do you think this will change the uh, quality of the show? Um, no. No, I think that they will find uh, ways to work around, and if they have to delay the season mm-hmm. and wait until they can do their like the shots that they need outdoors, if they just have to wait for those, then I think that they will. Yeah, I also think that a show like Witcher probably has so... They have a lot of green screen. They have a lot of studio stuff that they need to film anyway. Yeah. And so I am actually willing to bet that part of their preparation for filming in COVID times was having the studio ready for those things and having it in wait in case they had to stop filming elsewhere. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if this was always a backup plan that they had as a production saved in case this were to happen. Yeah, for sure. But Witcher season two is coming, and it looks like Witcher season three is uh going to be an, good. is is probably going to happen even before Witcher is or is going to be announced before Witcher season two. Wow. Um, everyone is saying that just based on numbers, uh, it looks like um this show will have an easy third season pickup. Cool. Yeah. That is very exciting. On the heels of the animated film being announced, we're getting an animated Witcher film as well. That really? is going to be yeah, it's going to be an anime film about Vesemir. Um. Uh, Which is the Geralt's, Geralt's uh, mentor buddy? Yeah, his okay. no, no, not his buddy. His um, the one at the beginning of the game. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Same. Gotcha. The one who trained him. Yeah. Uh, and we're also going to be getting a prequel series to The Witcher uh, that takes place twelve hundred years before Geralt walks wow. the earth, uh, and it will be the story of the first uh, person turned into a Witcher wow. by the Mage College. Yeah. So uh, it definitely looks like. That's cool. Yeah, it definitely looks like Netflix is uh, very invested in building The Witcher as a universe on their streaming platform. Yeah, I have a feeling they're probably um, trying to fill that gap that Game of Thrones left behind. That, like, high mm-hmm. fantasy, gritty type show. <laughs> Thanks, Nitro. <laughs> oh my god. Nitro just posted a clip in the chat of uh, Claris screaming. Yeah, playing Phasmophobia. It's a good time. <coughs> But yeah, I have a feeling that Netflix is seeing, you know, what HBO did, how much money they made, how popular mm-hmm. it was, and they're trying to kind of fill that void with some, like, their own stuff, um, which, like, I can appreciate. Um, <coughs> well, everyone's trying to, right? Like, Amazon's trying to do it with Lord of the Rings. With the, but the Lord of the Rings show, that's been in the works for, before Witcher was, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I mean, they're trying to replace Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, everyone um, saw ga- the success of Game of Thrones, and it's like, oh, cool, people like gritty high fantasy. Well, I think there's, like, there's a reason why I think that we're seeing that we're going to be getting nudity in the new Lord of the Rings show. Realistically. Like, yeah. I think that the, the success of Game of Thrones yeah. is why there's going to be nudity in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, and Yeah, that's because that's, because it seems that that's what, like, what people wanted to see. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm not mad at it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, all seven seasons of Game of Thrones were fantastic. Um, chat's talking a lot about butts right now. And you know what? Yeah, as long as it's Henry Cavill's butt, I'm in. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not mad about he's that got, at all. He's got, a, he's got some cheeks. Yeah, he's a lovely specimen. <laughs> Do I sexually objectify men too much? Um, no. Let's, let's not worry about it. <laughs> I just, I admire the male form. Especially <laughs> Henry Cavill. I mean, Henry Cavill is like solid 5 out of 7. Um, yeah. If he saw that, he'd be like, 5 out of 7. <laughs> I'm Superman. <laughs> but with his like charming British accent. He's a gamer. I'm sure he's been on Reddit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah like, yeah. let's be honest. 
<laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm very excited. High fantasy is like my favorite kind of genre. Like, mm-hmm. I had problems with Witcher season one, but I'm very excited for the next season because it's it that's just like my jam. Yeah. I love Lord of the Rings, loved Game of Thrones, and I want more high fantasy stuff. I I also think Witcher season one had to do a lot of the heavy lifting of explaining that world. Yes. Um, in a way that, like, I don't think Witcher would work as a movie, because explaining the Witcher world in a movie would be tough. It's too complicated. And, you know, explaining even in the games, like, it takes the first ten hours to understand anything that's going on. Yeah. And honestly, I've almost beaten Witcher 3, and then started over. Um... Because now I want to, I want, I want to do it with better graphics. I, I was playing it on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. So I want to, I want to finish the game. Yeah. Um, and the A RPC can run it. Particip- Ooh, Matt seventy nine. Thank you for the follow. What's up, friend? It's rain. <laughs> it's rain. It's rain. Um. Uh. So I think that Witcher season one had to do a lot of heavy lifting of getting all the characters in place for the story. That's the thing, and honestly, I think that they could have done a better job. Um, you know, Nitro was saying that the time jumps don't make sense, and yeah, if you're like, you kind of almost have to watch it a second time to really uh, like piece it together. Yeah, um, or have played the game first, or have and played just know the what's game. Going on. Yeah. That's the thing, and and I I don't think it's smart of them to exclude people who haven't played the game in that sense. That's that's fair. Matt, Matt, thank you for subscribing. You are so pale. <laughs> thank you, Matt, for that. Thanks, people in much of the Washington Lowlands. <laughs> like, that, that alert is so me. Like, I'm so pale. I'm so pale. Oh, we're doing a show. <laughs> um, yeah, know all the characters or watch again. Yeah, totally rock range. It is. It is definitely. It's, yeah, it's complicated. Uh, that's the thing, and that's that's why I like. That's why I am happy to give Witcher its season two to give it that other chance because I think they Wait, had. Wait, you tough... gave it its season two? Did you greenlight no. the Witcher? <laughs> Can you greenlight shows? Can you put the nightly morning show on Netflix? I'm not so supposed that we to. Can make money? I, I'm not at liberty to say. <laughs> so we compare rent. Um. <laughs> oh my god. Um. <laughs> no, but like, I here's the thing. I, mm, there were some like things in season one that I was like not good, mm-hmm. not like not not good. Um, and, but I'm, I'm definitely going to watch season two because I think what they have, the foundation of is good Mm -hmm. and I'm hopeful that they will learn from their mistakes and season two will be even better. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like they were tasked with a tough job. This world is very complicated, but I I do worry that they definitely, um, uh, alienated some of their viewership in the first few episodes because people didn't understand what was going on. Yeah. And I think that, um... Just based on the numbers of people who watched it, I think that they're going to be fine. I think that there's yeah. going to be a lot of people who pick up season one because season two comes out, and um, yeah. and they're they're just going to move on with that. You know what I mean? And I have a feeling that this is the kind of show that. Look, I'll be honest. I had never played Witcher three, in my life. I watched the first episode of the Witcher TV show, uh-huh. and I walked into GameStop the next day and I bought Witcher three for my Switch. Okay. Seriously, like I. The, the, watching the television show made me want to play the game so bad. Yeah, then me I too. Then I fell in love with the game, and I played most of the game before I continued watching the show. Yeah. And I got to a point where, like, the show made sense to me, and at the time, I was so in love with the game, because it, it really is. Witcher it's 3 is... a great game. One of my favorite... Uh, which, uh, one of my favorite video games of all time is Witcher 3. Yeah. And so the game made me love the franchise, and so I think that um, because I was playing the game at the same time as the show... I might be looking at the show with slightly rose-colored glasses because when we watched it a second time, yeah. I acknowledge there's definitely 
there's stuff in the first season. Yeah, like I would be like pushed through. Um, and you're like, oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. It and yeah, it's but. it's not perfect. Um, but there's a lot of good in there. I think a lot of the um, action sequences are are very entertaining. Yeah. Um, and not necessarily sensical. Uh, combat. Uh, if you like know how to use a sword, but um, yeah, I I like to watch a lot of breakdowns of like fantasy combat fights or even like you know like Star Wars and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, for for people who like study like medieval treatises and like actually like know how to like fight and I always don't get me wrong it's entertaining to watch in the show mm-hmm. but I do like to go down and watch them <clears> kind of break <throat> it down and be like no <laughs> no <laughs> Here, here's the thing about that though and 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 I will always defend um combat um choreographers in these mm-hmm. is that real combat is boring to watch yeah 100% historically accurate sword combat is boring and yeah. has no tension in it. And also, you it, the you win or lose within like ten seconds. Yeah, like yeah. most fights were determined within like twenty seconds. Probably the, there are a few Game of Thrones fights that are almost pretty well done. Yeah, but like for the, the most Brienne part, and the Hound fight. Yeah, like but there's still things about it that aren't realistic. Yeah, but if if they were actual good sword fighters, they wouldn't do that. Yeah. But then the show would be 10 minutes shorter and the fights would be the least interesting thing about them. Yeah, you don't have that like like cuz cuz when the, when the characters are fighting, you feel that like sense of like urgency and excitement. Yeah. And like yeah, as as much as I like to go back and watch the like realistic analysis of it, I do enjoy it in the show mm-hmm. because I think it solves I think it serves a a, a really fun good purpose mm-hmm. um and you know uh witcher had some like good and like not so good stuff about it but uh, you know like those yeah. those choreographers um they, and i don't think the they choreographer were, they from season, hard. i don't think the choreographer from season one is coming back really i think i read that but that might have been wrong i that's don't quote me on that because that might be wrong but i i read a story about that months ago oh, so true. it might have changed um but the choreography in season one is really like i i'm i'm the guy who always says Make the show. Don't worry about what's realistic about sword fighting. Yeah. Don't worry about what's realistic about how bow and arrow... Like, I'm never... Fire arrows. Well, yeah, fire arrows. <laughs> um, but also, like, I'm never the person who's like, wait, how does Legolish have so many arrows in his quiver? Or how did that person care. stab through solid plate mail? I don't care. You know what I mean? Sometimes I just I do. <laughs> I just don't. Like, I'm more interested in... The, the visual spectacle and getting yeah. to enjoy the... It's, I, it's I want, a theatrical experience. Yeah, I want to know more what the fight says about the characters as characters than I do what the fights say about their like, ability as sword combatants based on how people fought with swords between the year 1630 and 1652. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just... I'm not as interested in yeah. that. Yeah. 100%. Um, and, uh, yeah, I... Um... I'm excited for Witcher season two. I am sad that they might. It sounds like they might have some delays. Um, I don't think it's gonna be delayed. No, you don't think so. Well, they don't have a date yet, right? So like, oh well, yeah. They sure. don't have a release date, so they can release it whenever. They Netflix yeah. Netflix does this really smart, right? Like we know that Stranger Things is delayed, but it's not technically delayed because they never said when season four was gonna drop. Right. So it's like it's delayed in the sense that it's going to be later than Netflix maybe wanted it to be. Yeah. But they don't have to push a date back. Yeah. Because Netflix, look at what they did with that, um, the Cloverfield movie. Yeah. Where it was Monday Night Football, I think. Or the Super Bowl? I can't remember. It was a big football game. And in the middle of the football game, they put out a trailer that was like, you can watch this on Netflix in two hours. 
And the game ended, wow. and the movie was up. And no one had ever heard of the movie before, right. but it crushed. Because yeah. it was like the big shock. Yeah. Everyone was like, what? There's a there's a Cloverfield movie? Yeah. And it didn't get good reviews, and I haven't seen it, so I don't know if it's any good, but it, it sure got watched by a lot of people. Yeah, and that's that's what they want. Yeah. They want the eyeballs. <laughs> and Rebel Trooper says, don't worry about realism in a fantasy show. That's how I feel, Rebel. You know what? To anyone on YouTube who's like, he wouldn't use a sword that way, he also wouldn't shoot fire out of his hand. So, like, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely, you know, it, it definitely is one of those things where if you're making a show like Game of Thrones, where, like, magic exists, that's mm -hmm. one thing. But if you're making a show that's kind of based on history, like, um... What was it called? It's not... He also wouldn't be an elf. Good wouldn't. point, Rockmitch. Um, it was... Shoot. It wasn't Vikings, but it was... Oh, The Last Kingdom, I think it was. What happened to your head? What? It wasn't Vikings. It was Last I Kingdom, I, I think. Like, you, like... Were you... Do you think, like, with something in your neck that has to, like... Leave me alone. Um, no, what but... Making something... No, not, not the movie. There was a show... Um, called The Last Kingdom. I'm almost positive that's what it was. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, more grounded in, like, history. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, I do think you kind of have to... Um, uh, you, you kind of have to make it a little bit more realistic. Um, like, it is a dramatization, but, like, there's a big difference between Game of Thrones and, like, a, like a historical um, TV show. I, I don't think so. Right. I want the I want to enjoy the fight that I'm watching, and I want it to serve the story of the show. I don't care if it's exactly the right. If you know what I mean, I just like I don't need the actors to have perfect fight stances or, yeah. you know, anything like that. Really, I don't like. I just want it to look fun and be character driven and have like tension and emotional depth. I, yeah. That's the thing. I would rather care about the outcome of the fight than care about the quality of the fight. Okay. And that's if fair. you if you're doing good fight choreography, you know, I know that the I know that the Princess Bride fight, the um uh I, I, my name is Inigo Montoya moment. Yeah. I know that that's not how swords work. You know what I mean? I know that they wouldn't actually fight that way. I don't give a rat's ass about that. That is one of the greatest scenes in the history of film yeah. to watch. It's so good. I don't care that Mandy Patinkin is not, like, a professional sword fighter. Yeah. It just doesn't matter to me. Um, what matters to me is that I care about the moment. I care about the characters and the outcome of the fight. Yeah. And so, you know, that is always going to be more important to me when I sit down to watch a movie than... Oh, and that person killed that person really quick because that's how sword fights go. And yep, yeah. he also killed that person really quick because that's... Oh, you're telling me that the larger person with the longer sword is doing most of the uh, stabbing? Cool, cool, Shopping. cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. Just realistically, you know. Like... Yeah. No, 100%. Um, yeah, I did not expect that the, the, the Witcher conversation to go in that direction. Rebel but... Trooper brings up the best point. Speaking of fight choreographer, do you remember the fight of Vader against Obi-Wan in A New Hope? There is literally no choreography in the yeah, Vader versus no, Obi Wan yeah, fight. Nothing happened. One of the greatest fights. Not that well. It's it, but like it's one of the best fights in Star Wars. The best fight in Star Wars is always going to be um, the Empire Strikes Back fight. Uh, yeah, that's fair. It's that, so that is good. Because it's emotional. Hi, All I care about is that they 
characters care about the fight with each other. Yeah, it's definitely more important for me that, like, the story and character and stuff is good. And, like, I want to invest in that. Yeah, because if I was just going to watch, like, a historically accurate fight, like, if... Like, I could just go watch people on YouTube, like, fence and stuff. That's interesting on the History Channel. Yeah, yeah. It is. And it is interesting. Like, I find that interesting. And that's why I go back and I watch these professionals, like, break down fights and, like, you know, like, what what is realistic and what's not. Because I'm curious. But, like, um, for the most part, I don't let that deter my enjoyment of, like, the, the show itself. Unless it's, like... Just, like, bad choreography. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Arbitrary Feet says, I'm millennial scum who sims for Darth Maul choreography. Here's the thing. No, 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 but here's the thing. The Darth Maul fight is incredible. It's the Darth epic. Maul fight is the best choreographed Star Wars fight to this day. Yeah. It's also emotional storytelling. The, the, the story of Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn going up against a Sith Lord in that fight and the music, like... The, the only problems with that fight are that they keep cutting to the Gungan nonsense yeah. against the, the droids. Yeah. Which is bugging. And I have nothing against the Gungans. It's, it's really just the, like, uh, Jar Jar keeps dropping things and it blows a lot of things up. We should nonsense. do an edit where it's just the, the fight choreography. It's, and, like, it's watch called that. the Phantom Edit. Um, it's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, it's yeah, a yeah, thing. yeah. Great. I love it. <laughs> there, there's an edit of Star Wars where they basically just, like, removed um, Jar Jar Binks from it. And I don't hate Jar Jar Binks. The only stuff with Jar Jar Binks in that movie that I don't like in The Phantom Menace is the fight stuff. Yeah. I don't like when characters accidentally win fights. Yeah. It's dumb. It's 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 really... It just doesn't... It doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, I don't mind the other stuff. It's really just when he's, like, f- falling and then he, like, accidentally blows up a tank. And I'm yeah. like, what? You're like, yeah, that works. What? Like, uh... Yeah, that... that yeah. That's Someone added the Benny Hill theme to the Battle of Naboo, and it's golden. I need to watch that, Taters. Yeah. Do you know the Benny Hill theme? No. It's the... Oh, 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 um, they need to also add that to the Clone Wars when 3PO gets his head put on a droid's body. Yeah. And you're yeah, like, yeah. what is going on? <laughs> Die! And then he's like, oh, what am I saying? And you're like... Or to um, the entirety of Canto Bite. Oh my god. When they're running yeah. on the... <laughs> oh my god. I'm, 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 I'm saying all this as someone who defends most of Star Wars. Like, I, I like I like the sequels. I like the prequels. Mm-hmm. I'll defend most of Star Wars. There are some scenes um, that I, I'm I, I'm very willing to say, like, hey, that didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Nitra says, did you know Darth Maul doesn't blink in the entire movie other than when he gets cut in half? That is true. I did not know that. That is true. That's very cool. Yeah. Ray Park. Ray Park... Um, Voiced, do you know who voiced Darth Maul? Because it wasn't the person playing Darth Maul. Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, it was Peter Serafinowicz. Huh. Yeah, who was the tick uh, for Amazon. Uh, he's got that great voice. Peter Serafinowicz, uh, if you look at his name, that does not look like how it's supposed to be pronounced, but that is how it's pronounced. Um, Peter Serafinowicz is an incredible actor, mm-hmm. uh, and I love him, and his voice work as Darth Maul is great. Mm-hmm. Sam Witwer also does a great job. Um, that Kenobi scream from Clone Wars will always be iconic. Mm-hmm. How do all of our nightly morning shows end talking about Star Wars? It's almost like it's the theme of my channel. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> Y'all, it's it. It's time. It is time, guys. This is this this is it. This is the end of the show. Arbiter Feet says he's also the roommate in Shaun of the Dead. He is. Oh. Peter Serafinowicz. Let's watch Shaun of the Dead tonight. Do we have to? Yeah. It's so funny. I'm playing D&D. I can't. 
And I'm playing, <laughs> I'm actually playing, You're playing Diablo, Diablo with 2 Tommy. with Tommy Tsunami. Y'all, it's time to plug some stuff. Here's merch. our plugs. Merch, y'all. Merch. merch. We got merch. Which, and you know what? Here's the thing. It looks really cool. It's actually got that like spray paint kind of like neon look to it. It's yeah. not like clean lines. It's got that like fade on it, which is really We're cool. We're very happy with it. So um, if, if that's what you're into, freaking hop on that merch store. Take a look. We've got Nightly Morning Show merch. We have Clarus merch. And we have Nerdy Nightly merch. Yeah. And there's going to be more merch. More, there's going to be more merch coming. Yeah. Uh, we, we've got ideas. We it's going to be fun. We're going to play around with it. Um, y'all, some, like, limited editions if you want to check us out more on Twitch, I'm going to be on tonight, 5 p.m. Eastern with Tommy Tsunami. We're going to start a joint run through of Diablo 2 uh, on both of our channels. Tommy's going to be a shield paladin, I think, and I am going to be a sorceress. And you are going to pick which spells I use. So I might be Ooh, royally screwed that's fun. Um, if my chat decides that I'm going to choose bad spells. That is very fun. Um, <laughs> Tommy's, Tommy's like, like no. Uh, never mind. I don't. No, want no, to no, play. no, 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 no. I'm not gonna. Not individual spells. I'm the the chat is going to choose which of the three trees I'm going to go down. Okay. So uh, the the chat is going to choose whether or not I'm going to go cold, fire, or lightning. Um, but I'm I'm I have I've done full run throughs with each of the three. Uh, in the past, I've played a lot of Diablo too. Yeah. Um, and so no matter what you guys choose, I will be fine because right. I. There are good. There, the, each tree has a really good way to and fun way to play it. Okay, well, make sure y'all check that out tonight. Yep. The nerdy nightly. Yep, yep, yep. Um, there's going to be a poll uh, right at five o'clock because we're going to have to pick our character quick. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, uh, that's going to be fun, and yeah. uh, we're gonna we're gonna do that. Clarice yeah. will be on tomorrow. I'm streaming tomorrow. Um, I'm finishing Subnautica. I'm like basically at the end. Big finale. Uh, um, so big finale for Subnautica. And then yesterday I modded Skyrim, so Skyrim Saturday this week. <gasps> Arbitrary, thank you for the follow. Arbitrary, thank you for that follow. Hurt, hurt. It's, it's rain. rain. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I know I normally stream Wednesdays, but I have a photo shoot uh, this afternoon, so I'm gonna be back on, um, I'm gonna be on tomorrow and on Saturday. Um, yep, we still don't know who the president's going to be. Great. So that's that. fun. That is um, very fun. <laughs> Y'all, uh, Nightly Morning Show tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern, Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. I'll be streaming Friday night uh, and Sunday night as well. Uh, at 5 p.m. every day this week, trying something new, uh, time-wise, yeah. um, so that we have more days together and we can eat lunch with our friends and things like that. Get groceries. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, last thing, vote. Uh, vote. It's done. It's, you can't. <laughs> uh, go to uh, the, the link on my Movember panel or uh, the link that I'm about to... Can you drop that in the chat again? Absolutely. Uh, if you want to support men's health, um, which is a very important cause to me, uh, please donate over at Movember. Yeah, what's your goal? Uh, you... If I raise $250, I'm going to shave to a mustache and do an entire stream as Nerd, Flander, Nerd Flanders. Uh, Ned Flanders from The Simpsons. Uh, if you, I, ha I have the cosplay already, yeah. So I'm ready to do it. I yeah. just there's uh, a great picture actually of David in that. If you want to click, yeah. That if you link. click on that link, you can see me as Ned Flanders. I will do an entire stream doing a Ned Flanders voice uh, at two hundred fifty dollars raised. So that'll be uh, and ridiculous. You, and you know he's serious because he did a full stream making only Wookiee noises. The title has been Nerd Flanders. Yeah, yeah. That'll be the title of the stream models. Yeah. Um, so, if it happens, so we'll see. Yeah, well, we'll keep our fingers crossed for that. Yeah. It's a really awesome cause. Um, so please consider checking that out. And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's most, that's everything. Thanks so much, everybody. Do something nerdy tonight. <laughs>
Bye. Bye bye. Oh, I wasn't ready. You were not. Prepared. Oh no, I started saying goodbye before I was ready. <laughs> bye.